do you feel like you're stuck doing a lot of things that you don't want to do right now? Are you prone to burnout? Do you feel like you're pushing through life? Are you interested in what human design is? In today's episode on Root Awakening, a health podcast, we are talking with Haley Rogers. Haley Rogers is a business coach and human design expert, and she describes human design as a system for self-reflection based on spiritual modalities like astrology. So as in astrology, your human design type is determined by your birth time, your birth location, and your birth date. And Haley says that human design is like a permission slip for you to live your life as you want. And sometimes we fucking need that, folks. I know I did. How we are conditioned in this society is often to believe that we should be doing this, we should be doing this, you're supposed to be doing things that you don't want to do all the time, you're supposed to do things that you hate, it's okay if you hate your job, and that's not reality. We actually can live life and be uh, responsible for ourselves and be a solid human living on this earth and do all the things that we want to do and do what we want to do and do what feels right for us every day. It's possible to live like this and human design gives us that validation to pursue what we want and cut out the stuff from our life that we don't want and that we don't like. So human design helps us to do what lights us up and helps us to start doing more of what we love instead of doing what society tells us to do. We are not all supposed to do the same thing on this earth. We are not all supposed to do the same thing in the same way on this earth. Everybody learns differently. Everybody works through life in a different way. We should be allowed to do that. So human design helps us to navigate our method for life. So Haley really helps us to understand human design in a way that is so clear and direct and simplified. And she makes information about human design very digestible. Human design is a pretty complicated science and Haley helps us to understand that it can be simplified and it's so easy to understand when you have someone like Haley uh, describing the different parts of human design and how it affects our lives and how we can use it to apply to our lives. So it's an amazing episode. It's just packed full of information. I learned so much and I'm so excited to look more at my human design chart and the other charts that I've looked up for other people in my life. I know you are going to find so much information that is interesting to you here. You're going to learn a little bit about my human design type. You're going to learn a little bit about Haley's human design type. I'm so excited for you to listen to this. Let's get into it. This is Root Awakening, a health podcast. My name is Emily Kosick. I am the CEO of Root Awakening and an intuitive health coach, and I help you hear what the universe wants to tell you about how to heal. You can follow me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. Root is spelled R-O-O-T. And I serve my clients through intuitive body readings. My intuitive body readings are one-to-one sessions over Zoom where I use my third eye to read your body and will listen to what the universe or source or God or spirit 
wants me to communicate to you about what you need to know in order to heal and what you need to do in order to start improving your relationships, in order to start enjoying your life, in order to start being able to make more intuitive decisions, in order to start connecting with your own spirit guides. And I also help my clients find and strengthen their romantic relationships. So if you are having some sticking points in your dating life, if you are feeling like something isn't quite right in your dating life, if things aren't working out as you want them to in your dating life, in your love life, in your current relationship, say what's up, say hello to me, book a reading with me. I love working relationships and especially romantic relationships into my intuitive body readings. So let's do it. Let's tackle this. My clients love the love sessions that we do together. So please join me in one of those. It will be a blast. Okay, let's get into this interview with Haley Rogers, business coach and human design expert. Hey, everybody. This is an amazing, exciting episode of Root Awakening, a health podcast today because we are talking about human design. This is something that has been brought up in multiple past episodes, but never really addressed. And I have an amazing human being here with me to help us understand more about human design and how it relates to our lives. Haley Rogers is with me today. Haley is a business coach and human design expert, and she is just able to explain the concept of human design in such a relatable, such a fucking clear, concise way, which is what I love because human design is kind of a complex topic. It revolves around this chart. Everyone has a chart in human design and it revolves around this really complex chart. And Haley is able to explain the different types of human design and the different facets of human design in a very clear, direct way, which is so refreshing. And she talks a lot about how human design relates to our everyday life, like how we can use human design to avoid burnout, how we can use human design to help us become more successful and just find our place, nestle into our little facet of the world. So Haley, I'm so honored and excited to have you on this podcast. Welcome to Awakening Health Podcast. Yes, Emily, thank you so much for inviting me on. When we first talked about speaking to human design, I obviously was lit up about this idea because I think it is such a powerful tool that maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you haven't, but as you mentioned, it it can be a little bit confusing if you don't know how to read your chart yourself, or if you've never had a reading done, but I would love to demystify that for everyone and give people a very clear and simple takeaway of what their human design is and how they can utilize it to best flow through life. Yes, I love it already. We're super direct. We're getting in it. I'm excited. So before we get to all of the the science of human design, the ideas around human design, I would love to hear about how you got to be where you are today, a little bit about how you became a business coach and why human design became such a big theme in your life. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. And as with most stories, it, you know, it always stems back from a specific moment in your life, typically a a low point or a, you know, you're hitting the wall. So a few years ago, I was going into my nine to five job. Shortly after having my, my first son, so I had a newborn at home and as I would round the corner, I would just feel my heart and my energy drop going to my desk, knowing that I just had to sit at my desk, working on a computer, doing nothing to really fill my cup, 
or help others because I knew deep down that I was meant to guide others. At this point in time, I had no idea about human design. I, I really wasn't aware of what there was and how I was supposed to move through life and share my energy with the world. But I just knew that this wasn't it. Like we all have that moment where we're like, okay, something's not right. I can't identify it, but something's got to change. And so that was kind of my rock bottom moment. That wasn't necessarily when I was introduced to human design, but that was when I knew that I needed to start a business. And so I went down that path. I started learning all the things. I just really dove into that information, consumed as much as I could, did as much as I could, took all the action, but something still wasn't quite right. So I had the business. I was listening to the advice. I was listening to my coaches, but it wasn't as effortless as I thought. I was just burning myself out at that point. And in divine timing, I kept hearing about human design and realized that my particular design type is not meant to go, go, go. I'm not meant to direct message people in business. Like that feels icky to me. And there's a reason it feels like that. And I know everyone, anyone who's ever been in business, multi-level marketing, you feel me, right? The majority of the population is not meant to do that. So this is how I first came into human design and I started using it to apply it to my own life and my business and realized, wow, this is a powerful tool that I want to share with others. This is such a game changer not only if you're a business owner, but just the way you move through life, the way you parent, the way you show up in, in a nine to five, it's, it's everything. Mm, yes. It's so true that the relief of hearing, look, not everyone is meant to have this type of relationship to sales or have this type of relationship to your work or have this type of relationship to your daily schedule on your daily tasks. How fucking relieving is that to hear that not everyone has to do the same thing, but we get taught in society that we have to do the same fucking thing, no matter what your personality type, or you're not really trying hard enough. You're not working hard enough. So yeah, it's so cool to hear about how human design can really help us accept that we are individuals and we have a certain, we have, we have a certain array of of ways of being that are right for us. And that's really what's most important, right? Absolutely. There are so many ways that are right for you. And chances are, if you feel like something isn't right, that's true. <laughs> if you feel like something is right or it lights you up, that's also true. At the end of the day, human design is such a powerful tool because it's really just a permission slip for you to be and to do life and business the way that you want. That's all it is. Oh, that's so cool. And I think it's so necessary. Like I've noticed this a lot in coaching and I, I'm wondering if you have too, Haley, that sometimes a big part of our job as coaches is to help just validate what our client wants to fucking do. And that's really important because sometimes we need mentors. We need people in our lives to be like, Hey, it's okay to do this. It doesn't work to always tell our, try to tell ourselves that right? Like ideally that, that would be the case, but we grow up in society to a point, like to a point where we can't just sit there and say, stay in our own heads and say, okay, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. Sometimes if something isn't working or if that isn't working, you need a mentor to just validate your feelings. Like that's why we need human connection. We need people to help validate and share energy with us. So do you feel that, that too, as a coach? Absolutely. I find that not only for myself moving through business, but then with my clients, 
more often than not, they know the right way to go. They know their path, but it is helpful to have that validation or someone to talk it through with. Because again, we are conditioned by society to work in a certain way, to fit into a certain form. And when that doesn't feel right, and when you know it's not right, it's so powerful to be able to talk that through with someone and have them validate what you already know is the answer. Most of us, not even most, I'm going to say everyone has the answers within them. Hmm. Yep. Yep. And it's up to us to find ways to bring those out and human design can help us do that in a really prolific way. So let's get into it. Human design. What is it? My idea of it was like, it's kind of like a It's like a personality test, but it also has to do with astrology and everyone is a different type. I think a lot of our listeners are a little bit cloudy on what human design is for good reason. I was cloudy on this for a long time too. So can you tell us what the fuck is human design as a whole? Absolutely. Well, I'm first going to tell you what it's not. So (laughs) it is often described as a personality assessment, but unlike so many of those that we've taken, like Myers-Briggs, the DISC assessment, even Enneagram. You take those and it can change based off of your vibe for the day. It can change based off of your mood, the way that you're answering it. Whereas human design, it never changes throughout your whole life because it is based off of where you're born and when you're born. It's this idea that your blueprint is already written out for you before you're even cool. And so I suppose if I were to sum it up, it's basically a system for self-reflection based on many spiritual modalities. So it does combine a little bit of astrology, I Ching, the Kabbalah and the chakras, but it's also quantum mechanics and quantum physics, which is all just a permission slip for you to be and do life and business the way that you're meant to. Cool. Yeah. So there's some, yeah, there are very specific Uh, factors that go into determining your human design, not just like what feels best or what feels right for you. You literally have to put in your birth time and your birth location Mm -hmm. and your birth date to find out your human design, like your, your true human design type and qualities, right? Exactly. So I did not come up with this system and I don't have a way to find your chart. You can simply Google that and put in the information you just said, your location of birth, the day and the time. And then it will come out with a chart that is probably going to confuse you, but is so powerful and has so much information for you. Yes. So when we're at that point and we look up our human design, we put in all of our, we find, text our parents, ask when we were born. And they're like, okay, I have to look, I don't know. That was my situation. And like five days later, I found out the time I was born. And then I put it in, I used like mybodygraph.com. Is that Mm -hmm. that a website that you'd recommend? Yes, I would absolutely recommend mybodygraph.com. I think there's Joan of Archive as well. They're all very similar. They're going to give you the same answers. Okay, sweet. So one of the first things that we see when we go on these websites to look up our human design chart is our human design type. Can you tell us a little bit about the different human design types? Exactly. So just to give you some context, your human design type is equivalent to your astrological sign, not in the sense that there are 12, but think of it as this is set in stone. And this is what you are. So if people ask, what are you in human design? It's the same as saying like, I'm a cancer, I'm a Scorpio. But in this case, 
there are five different energy types. So that is your human design. You can either be a generator, a manifesting generator, a manifester, a projector, or a reflector. That's it. There's five types. You are one of those five. Cool. So I'm a generator. What is your type? I feel like I didn't actually know that before this conversation, Emily, but that doesn't surprise me because (laughs) you have very contagious energy. I, on the opposite end of that spectrum, am a projector, which means I don't have consistent access to energy. Right. So yeah, I'm wondering like, can we Haley run through the different types? So yeah, to just go over some like overarching qualities about each. Absolutely. So by default, the majority of the population is either a generator or a manifesting generator. Those are known as very energetic beings, meaning they have consistent access to energy and they also have the same strategy. So I will dive into that as I'm describing each energy type, because each energy type is associated with a strategy. It's one for one relation. So if you're a generator or a manifesting generator, then your strategy is to respond. And that is responding to those things around you in life. Those ideas, you're supposed to be responding to what lights you up. Now, if you are a manifester, you're supposed to be moving through life, informing people. So you're going to get these nudges from the universe or from whoever you believe in, but either way you get these nudges to act on. And then your strategy is just to inform people of, Hey, I'm doing this either get on board or not as a projector, which I am. And that's not the rarest, but really the manifesting, sorry, manifestors and reflectors are the more rare energy types. Projectors make up about 20% of the population and our strategy is to wait for the invitation. So waiting for the invitation is a great honor of your energy, but we're also meant to guide others through life. And then reflectors, which are the rarest energy type, they are really here to take in that energy and then reflect it back to people. Okay. Cool. Mm. So what is kind of like, oh, you know what you do? I'm trying to think of like how to give an example for each type, but you kind of, you have really good ways of doing that, Haley. Like she has, if you go on her Instagram, which we'll talk about how to um, support her, support Haley and, and check out her stuff. But she has some amazing reels on Instagram where she talks about human design and makes it super clear. So like, as far as like, who's doing what on a project, can you kind of walk us through what each type is, it would be doing if like each type, one of each type were together starting a project? Absolutely. So, and that would be a perfect scenario. If you could have all five types sitting together, working on a project, that would be beautiful because we are all here on this earth for a purpose and our energy is supposed to work together, not against each other. We are supposed to work together. So let's say you were starting a project. You, you had a great idea. How each of those energy types would interact with each other is number one, the manifester is really the leader. They are probably the one that's going to come to the table saying, Hey guys, I have this great idea. This is what I think we should do. And then the projector comes in with their energy being meant to guide everyone. They are going to come in and say, okay, manifestor, that's a fantastic idea, but here's how we can streamline that process. Here's how we can take that idea and make it even better. 
And then the generators and the manifesting generators of the world that are here on that team, they're the worker bees. They're going to take their energy and actually implement the ideas. They're going to do it. And then if you're lucky enough to have a reflector around, because again, they are very rare, they are going to actually take in everyone's energy and amplify the best of everyone. So every single skill set that every person brings to the table, they're just going to amplify that. And it's really a beautiful thing when all the types can work together. Oh my God. Yeah. That makes me want to cry. Like to hear about, I'm so glad we talked about that Haley, because to hear about how each type is supposed to interact with each other. We're supposed to work together on this earth. We're supposed to like come together and fit into each other like a puzzle. And that's really what makes the ideal situation. What a beautiful metaphor for like our purpose here on earth. Like everyone's meant to be in their individual uh, purpose or go with their, with what feels right for them. And that complements somebody else that has a different strategy, that has a different um, set of principles that works well for them, right? Exactly. And Emily, here's another real life example. You as a generator, you are supposed to be doing what lights you up. In fact, us non-energy beings, the manifestors, projectors, reflectors need you to be doing what lights you up because that creates more energy that we can pick up on and feed off of. So we need you to be doing what you're meant to be doing in life. Cool. Oh my God. That's so awesome. So Okay. Generators and manifesting generators are supposed to be doing what lights them up. Correct. Exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then projectors, manifestors and reflectors. So what do they do instead? Do they, do they wait to like, no, they don't wait, but like they receive energies from generators and manifesting generators. Like what do they do instead of like doing what lights them up? Exactly. So each energy type is a little bit different as you had already alluded to the manifestors, they still are meant to have fun, but they are really just supposed to be listening to the nudges of the universe, as opposed to when I say generators and manifesting generators are supposed to be doing what lights them up. That's because they have a defined sacral center. And all that means is you are responding with your body to yes, this feels good or no, this doesn't. That's how you're meant to receive energy and put it out. Whereas the manifestor is getting the nudges externally, probably from the universe or maybe even their intuition. Mm -hmm. And then they're just supposed to be meant to be following those nudges. And it's going to breadcrumb them to what they really want. As opposed to projectors, we, we actually wait for the invitation. So yes, we're going to do a little output work not a ton because that's going to lead to burnout. And then when we're not doing output work, we're honing our zone of genius. So I'm learning about human design. I'm learning about business until someone comes along to invite me to share that knowledge. Mm, Cool. And I could see how frustrating that might be for every type, right? Because society is kind of like on this certain wavelength and it's a it like we get taught to believe that we're just meant to try to fit in with all of that no wonder so many people are going through burnout and like no wonder so many people are like well I really want to start this and initiate this and like be the leader here and it just doesn't work out like that's happened to me so many times but I do feel like I can be in a leadership role at this point in my life but in a completely different way than I thought I thought that I had to be like okay I'm gonna like start by just connecting with a bunch of people and just blurting out stuff about my business. It didn't sit well with people, which makes so much sense because of my human design type. I'm, I'm not meant to like initiate a whole bunch of stuff. 
right? Right. That's true. But I don't want anyone listening to this to ever think that their human design type is limiting. It's really just a guide on how to use your energy in a way that really honors it. That doesn't mean, Emily, that you can't initiate things, but knowing your design type and your strategy allows you to refocus that energy. So for you, when you're marketing, talking about what aspects of it lights you up is going to be magnetic to others. That is you honoring your energy, just talking about what lights you up. And it probably feels less icky than just straight up trying to sell or again, DM people. Yeah, cool. I like that outlook on it. Like we're all capable of doing what we want to do or, or we're capable of moving through life in general, how we see ourselves, but we might just have to do it, take a different strategy to do it. To get to exactly. And, and again, that strategy, when you start to live your design, everything just flows. You literally become a magnet to what you want in life. Mm, that's so cool. Awesome. So can we talk a little bit? Okay. So we talked about the strategies and the strategies are basically like what we were just talking about. They're like mm-hmm. guidelines to get what you want in life. Like they're, they're a path to get uh, a method to get what you want in life. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And as I had mentioned, the strategy never, well, nothing ever changes in human design, meaning your human design is what you're born with, but each energy type has the same strategy, meaning you're never going to meet a generator who has a different strategy than you. Cool. Cool. And, but authority is different. So can we get into that? Absolutely. So your authority is the way that you are meant to make decisions. And you can also think of it as your inner guidance. We all have inner guidance, but it's going to look different for each energy type. And not every energy type is going to have the same authority. That's where it starts to get pretty cool. And that's where we all start to be very complex human beings because your authority as a generator may be different than the next generator you meet. I've met plenty of projectors that do not have the same authority that I do. Emily, do you know what yours is? sacral okay I think sacral yeah so yes. yeah you you mentioned that earlier but can you can you tell us like so what does that mean like it, it means like my yeah you'll be able to explain it so here's the cool thing is that all generators and manifesting generators by design have their sacral center defined and that is if you're looking at a chart that is the second one from the bottom is going to be colored in that's your sacral center Enter. But you're saying that your authority is a sacral authority. And what that means is you're supposed to be listening to your gut and it is going to be that sacral answer of uh-huh or uh-uh. It's going to sound like a yes or a no from your body. And you're going to have consistent access to that. So at any point in time, you can, you can think, do I want to eat this? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. Do I want to do this today? Yes or no. So if you have a sacral authority, it operates based off of binary questions. So yes, no, this or that. Mm-hmm. And that is something you can always tap into. I, I'm kind of jealous of people with a sacral authority because I think it is so powerful and you always have access to it. Yeah, it's so cool. It's like, it was like extremely almost over empowering. I've never used that word phrase before, but I was like, damn. So it's like kind of up to me to make all these decisions <laughs> about my life. What? Like, 
when I read that, I was like, okay, so I've always felt intuitive. So I really like, it's really up to me. Like I have the accountability to like make all these decisions. No one else is going to do it. I have to like really tap into my intuition to make that decision. And that's something still now, like for, for people out there who find out that they have the same authority, curious to hear what you'll think about this too, Haley. But what I found was a really kind of easy way to start developing that connection with my intuition or the uh-huh uh-huh was to just do what I wanted. I just started to yes. have that mantra. I'm just going to do what the fuck I want every day. And if I don't feel like working on finances today, I'm going to work on it in a couple days. Or like, do I really need to work on finances today and my spreadsheets? Or can I wait two days? And that worked. Like that worked. It got me to a place where I'm like, it made my days made no sense at first, like no quote unquote logical sense. But mm-hmm. I started just doing random stuff that felt good to me. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to try this. Like what the hell? And I was like, oh my God, this feels really good. And I'm gaining so much energy. And then I kept gaining energy to the point where I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to work on my finance spreadsheets today (laughs) because I was just like listening to myself and waiting for the right time to, to do this stuff that I technically could wait for, right? Like there wasn't a, there wasn't a specific deadline. I could wait a little bit for that. And I waited until I was ready. What do you, what do you think about that thought process? Well, Emily, what you just described is you living your design through and through. So I'm hearing a combination of you understanding your strategy, which is to do what lights you up because that's going to create more energy. But then when it comes time to make a decision, you're tapping into that sacral authority. Does this feel good? Mm -hmm. Should I do this? And it is never going to leave you wrong. In fact, regardless of your authority, if you are trying to develop that relationship with it and start to trust in it, I recommend that you keep a log of times where you're hearing your authority speak to you. So again, regardless of your authority, when are those times you're hearing it speak to you and how did that turn out? Because what that's going to do is you're going to start to figure out what that authority sound like for you. And then you're going to start to build that proof that, oh yeah, I can trust this authority because it always turns out well and it's always right. Mm, That's awesome. I've never heard of that guidance before of keeping a log, keeping in touch with what your authority is saying and what happened because yeah, we're always, we're kind of trained to second guess ourselves all the time, unfortunately. And, but that can change if we just kind of find little ways to remind ourselves how genius we are and like how divinely guided we are all the time. It's so true. Well, that just goes to show how much deconditioning we have to do as a society, because there is only about 2% of the population who is actually meant to logic their way to a decision. Whereas what does society tell us? Think your decisions through. Don't make a rash decision. Mm. Does this make logical sense for you to take this step? When again, that advice is not correct energetically for about 98% of the population. Yeah, so true. (laughs) So true. Uh, Which is so important. It makes it so much more important that we're having this conversation right now. People need to know about it. But yeah, I would love to talk, Haley, before we get into like how else we can apply our human design to our lives. One thing that I I would like to go over, because I think this is going to be a question from a lot of our listeners. When people look up 
their human design and they bring up their chart. You mentioned like the colored in centers and the empty centers. Can we go over what exact, can we give a little intro to like the stuff that you see on your chart and how to first interpret it? Like you'll see some closed centers and some open centers. Would you, is that a good place to start? Absolutely. And I will say, I won't go too in depth into how to read those centers because here's the thing. If you can follow your strategy, which is your energy type, and you truly understand your energy type and you're following your authority, which is how you make decisions, that is 90% of understanding your human design. And if you are just doing those things and know nothing more about it, you're going to be doing pretty well in life. You're going to be very much in alignment. But then I, when you want to take it to that next step, that's when you would start to look at the centers that are defined. And so if you're looking at your chart, you're going to see some centers that are colored in and then some that are blank. When they're not colored in, that means they're undefined, which just simply means you don't have consistent access to that energy. When it is colored in, that is actually what makes up your energy type. So the combination of centers that are defined make up your energy type. And all that means is you have consistent access to that. So Emily, when I said that your sacral center or any generator or manifesting generator has a sacral center defined, that just means you have consistent access to your gut, to being able to ask it yes, no questions. It also is an energy center, which is where all that energy comes from. Cool. I love that because that was the first thing, the the first thing that I wanted to click on, on the chart was like the closed centers. Oh, what does that mean? I have a lot of open centers and I was like, oh my God, I'm so fucked up, but it's not really like that. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. Right. Exactly. So if you have many defined or many that are undefined, that's not good or bad. It doesn't mean anything positive or negative. That's just again, the amount of energy that you have consistent access to the centers that you have access to. But again, if you were just pulling up your chart for the first thing, I can't stress enough that if you really just laser in on what your energy type is and then what your authority is, you're going to be doing just fine by knowing those two things. Cool. I love that. That's such a great place to start. So yeah, let's talk about you, you, guide your audience a lot on how to use your strategy and authority to avoid burnout. Can you tell us a little bit more about this concept? Absolutely. So burnout is a real thing. It happens whether you're a parent, whether you're in the corporate world, and especially as a business owner, you can be very susceptible to it. And what I find is that really burnout comes from two things. So it's either doing too much and not knowing when to stop. This is very common for people who don't have consistent access to energy. So like myself as a projector, I'm very susceptible to burnout because I try to keep up with generators and it's just not possible. And that's not to say that generators and manifesting generators can't burn out because they absolutely can. Everyone has a limit. Everyone can burn out, even if you're doing what you love. But that's when I would urge that person to consider the next reason why is, are they out of alignment somewhere? Are they doing things that don't light them up? Because that is sure going to lean to burnout. So Emily, as a generator, you have all that energy in the world, but if you're not doing what lights you up, you're going to feel burnt out. You're not going to be motivated. 
Oh my God. Yeah. That's so cool. I love how you make that distinction that everyone is capable. It's possible for everyone to have burnout just in different ways for different reasons, kind of like, it's funny because I found out what my human design type was in last fall, fall Mm -hmm. of 2020. And I was like, Oh, I have like consistent access to energy. Great. No, it's not like that. If you're still, if you're still if you're susceptible to not having enough boundaries because you mm-hmm. think you have unstoppable energy, you're still going to fucking burn out. And um, I learned that. I don't think I burned out, but I, I got close to it a couple of times. And I learned that like, oh, it doesn't mean that I can just like keep like a complete absence of boundaries and just run all over the place and expect to not tire out. It means that I have to be really careful about my boundaries and use my energy very preciously in very uh, specific ways on stuff that excites me. So for example, like I knew that even before I knew what my human design was, I knew that I could run all around town and I could go on like a bunch of different tasks, errands, and have a crazy social life. And I could still like squeak by, I wasn't really squeaking by, but I would like not have a breakdown if I did that. But that kind of helped to sustain that lifestyle that just was not working for me. So I realized that like, oh, having this crazy social life has to do with me not having any boundaries and has to do with me feeling obligated to go through these tasks that I'm just not feeling right now. And that's, that allowed me to kind of rein it in. But yeah, I I just love that. I love how you say that Haley, because I think uh, it's so important for everyone to remember that it's possible for everyone, but it just depends like how you, how you avoid burnout may look different by type, right? Exactly. Which is going to be the next thing that I brought up is yes, these are the two reasons why you probably are experiencing burnout, but then how do you actually avoid it? That's what everyone wants to know. And first and foremost, if you understand your energy type and you're following your strategy, that's the biggest thing to avoiding burnout and truly living your design. And what I mean by that is, again, knowing your strategy and, and your energy type, because as you had mentioned, Emily, you were, you were doing all of the things, but that didn't necessarily honor your energy in a way that you're meant to put that out in the, into the universe. And just like for myself, if, if I were spending my time and energy that went against my strategy of waiting for the invitation. So if I was out there pitching myself for podcast interviews, if I was sending direct messages to people and just doing things that weren't in alignment with the way that I'm meant to move through life, I'm going to burn out. And so the flip side of that is actually taking that step back, knowing what my strategy is and living it. It's as simple and as complicated as that, but that's what it really comes down to. And then of course, understanding your authority because your inner authority is going to tell you when it's time to slow down. For example, I have an emotional authority, which means I'm going to have those highs and lows. And when I'm at a high, I shouldn't be making big decisions. Just like when I'm at a low, that's kind of my permission slip that I'm not supposed to be showing up a ton on social media, I'm supposed to be pulling back my energy and not making big decisions. It's protecting me from making the wrong decision. And so if you know your energy type and if you're following your strategy and authority, nine times out of 10, you're going to be able to avoid burnout just by those two simple things. Mm, So cool. So when, when do you 
when is the best time for you to make a decision, Haley? Like when you're on that energy scale, when is the best time? No, that's a good question. So having an emotional authority, and again, people who aren't projectors can have that as well. So make sure you're paying attention to that. Mm -hmm. But for me, what that looks like is first checking in with where I'm at in my emotional wave. The best time for me to make a decision is when I am at an emotionally neutral place Mm -hmm. and I'm self-aware enough to know where I'm at in my waves. I know whether I'm at a high or low, I'm at a neutral today. So today is a great day for me to make decisions. Mm -hmm. And then I can actually lean on some of my defined centers. So for example, I have a defined spleen. I can tap into my intuition and say, okay, now that I'm at a neutral place, intuition, what's the right thing to do? What should I be launching next? What should I be doing today? And that's me living my design. And when I'm truly doing that, I avoid burnout. When I start to slip from that, when I let my boundaries go, when I'm not listening to my emotional wave, that's when things go south real quick. Mm, Ooh, that's so cool. And it's, it's honestly like, Oh, I'm curious to hear what you'll think about this too. But the way that that settled in my brain was interesting because it's still good advice for everyone in a sense where if you're, if you're not feeling like you're in a balanced place, probably Mm. not a good time to make decisions. And, um, I still ignore that sometimes. Like I'm, I guess I'm pretty into now that I'm now that I identify as a psychic channel, I'm pretty in tune with what I should and shouldn't be doing. But I, that's, that's definitely a recent thing that I needed to be reminded of. So all this information, like knowing about human design can, can just also help you understand human behavior and like, what is a good, like, what is like acting from a healthy, solid place, right? Exactly. And you hit the nail on the head there is Yes, it's very powerful when you understand your human design and when you start to tap into your authority, like you had mentioned, but even without any of that, if you're feeling burnt out, if you're feeling like something isn't quite right, chances are that is your authority speaking to you, even if you aren't consciously aware of what that is. Mm. So anyone listening, even if you've never pulled up your chart before, if you're feeling like the way that you're doing business, doing life isn't right then it probably isn't. And that doesn't always mean a pivot is needed. That doesn't always mean it's a huge change. Sometimes it's just the smallest tweak to come back into alignment. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I love it. So I'm curious, Haley, what does it look like to work with you as a coach? How do you like to coach your clients? How do you work human design into your business coaching? Like, how do you guide them through that? Absolutely. So I love using human design as a tool with my clients because of the obvious, because of everything that we have just explained, Mm -hmm. but really most of all, because I think it empowers them to do business and do life their way. So what that looks like for someone to work with me is if they don't necessarily need the business coaching, or let's say they don't even have a business, but Mm -hmm. they just are on this self-awareness journey. They want to learn more about how they are meant to move through life and best honor their energy. They could book a human design reading with me. And that is where everything we've been talking about, Emily, I pull up their chart. I look at their energy type, their authority, their centers. And then we dive into what that really means for them. And then of course, if they are having any challenges in their life, 
kind of diving into that. So why mm-hmm. is that? And then how can we create a strategy based off of your strategy, off of their strategy, I should say, mm-hmm. and authority to help them move through that. So that's probably the lowest touch level that someone would work with me. But what's great is that's really applicable to whether you're a business owner or you're not. But then when someone does come to work with me in more of a one-on-one capacity, a longer term container, I still use human design because I want to know how they tick. Mm -hmm. So when I have a generator client and opposites really do attract in this case, but I also coach a lot of projectors as well, because I understand what it's like to be them. Mm -hmm. It's important because if I'm working with a projector, then I know that boundaries are going to be so important for them and that they really have to watch their schedule and their output. But then on the flip side, when I'm coaching a generator, if they're feeling frustrated and in their not self theme, then I can drill down and figure out, okay, what are you doing, your day-to-day activities, and where is it not lighting you up, and how can we shift it to be only spending time on the things that do light you up? So as you can see at any level that someone works with me, it's a very powerful tool to help them live their life the way that they're designed to. Yeah, for sure. It's like the most applied way of like a coach to client relationship. I feel like, I don't know the most, it's a super applied way of working with a coach because they can see, uh, they have another tool to see more about you because sometimes we don't even know how to describe what we want or need. Like that's kind of what we want a coach for to help us figure out what we want and what we need. And you have this other, this other expertise to help your clients do that. I think that's so cool. So Haley, before we get into how we can work with you, where we can find you, there's a question that I like to ask all of my guests. And that is what the root of health is. Like, what do you think the baseline of like well-being and health and wellness, what do you think like that root baseline is? Oh, that's a tough question. I know. So I really think that health can be so many things. But especially in this context, I feel like health is living your design. Mm. Now, there's things that I won't necessarily get into because I'm not well-versed in it, but a lot of our centers are tied with our physical ailments. For example, your heart center is tied to potential heart problems, your throat with your thyroid and your throat. But again, that's not necessarily my area of expertise, but that just goes to show that a tool like this is so powerful. And when we are truly living our design, then we're in flow. And to me, that is health Mm. flowing through life the way that you're meant to. I don't see what could be more, more healthy living than that. Oh my gosh. It's so true. That's so true. And that's so on point in my life right now, Haley, too. I am realizing so much moving from being a health coach to counseling people on their diets, when they're going to bed, what they're eating, all of that kind of practical idea of health, moving from that into energetics and into spirituality and into trauma healing and emotional healing. It became so clear to me. And this went hand in hand with my, with 
my transition, it became so clear to me that a lot of the physical imbalances we're experiencing, mm -hmm. there's a deeper root than just what we're eating. Even if we're going to talk about natural health, there's a deeper root to that. There's like, are you feeling purposeful? Are you feeling fulfilled? Are you doing things that you hate? Right? Like it's so, it goes so deep. And I think human design just helps it helps us to understand that crazy network of what we want and, and how we want to do it and what feels good to us. Right. Like, did you notice that too, with your path in human design? Absolutely. You know, and I think whenever you're asking what is something, it's also very important to consider what isn't. And so for me, working 10 hours a day is not healthy for me, mm. really for anyone, but especially as a projector burning out that's not healthy yeah. on a spiritual level, on an energetic level. But then even as you had mentioned, it can manifest itself into illness. It manifests itself into not sleeping well, into headaches. And so I've absolutely experienced this even before I was aware of what human design was, but it's just one more tool that can help you live a healthy lifestyle. And I notice when I am following my design, I do feel overall healthier. Holistically, I'm healthier. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Like if we're going to talk about fucking holistic health, here's a really great example of that. The whole, the whole, and, and really like dealing with things just from like such a nice baseline of like, this is, this is what you need out of life to find your purpose. And isn't it like, I mean, before we close down here, isn't it also like per type it's like there's like a life path that leads you to something like satisfaction or fulfillment sure I think what you're referring to is your self theme so everyone oh. has a not self theme so when they're not living in alignment it this is what it looks like and then everyone has a signature theme meaning you are living your path you are living in alignment and so that's really what to strive for. And then on the opposite, the not self theme, that's just kind of like a red flag. It's, it's that warning symbol saying, Hey, something's out of alignment here. Something's not right. Again, at the holistic level of the way that you are managing your energy and your schedule and your life. Cool. Ooh, that's awesome. Okay. And then that can be looked up. Like if we go on my body graph or if we look up our chart, we'll be able to see our not self theme. And Absolutely. And yeah, start to notice in your life, are you, are you feeling more in your not self theme or your signature theme? And if it's, if it's the not self theme, then that might be an indication to start to look into this. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. I love it. Okay. Haley, how can we find you? How can we support you? How can we work with you and communicate with you? Absolutely. So I hang out on Instagram a lot. That's my jam. Mm -hmm. So you can find me at her simplified life. And so send me a DM. I'd love to chat with you. You can always go to the link in my bio to book a human design reading or just to see what other services I happen to be offering. And same thing. I have a website, hersimplifiedlife.com. Awesome. We'll have that linked in the show notes. Haley, thank you so much. For this amazing episode, I learned so much. I know that our listeners will too. And it's just such an honor to have you here. Yes, thank you for having me. I hope you loved this interview with Haley Rogers, business coach and human design expert. I have all of Haley's contact information linked in the show notes. Check out the show notes to check out 
Haley's amazing human design reels that she does. She does really clarifying posts about human design. You can learn more about your human design type by following her on Instagram and check her out, check her coaching work out. She's amazing. And if you did love this episode, subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating and review, share this podcast with your community. And if you would like to book an intuitive body reading session with me, DM me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening, or you can click the link in my bio on Instagram or Facebook and book a reading with me. I am Emily Kosick, intuitive health coach and CEO of Root Awakening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I am super grateful to you. Thank you for amplifying this podcast. Thank you for spreading the word. Thank you for listening here. It means so much to me that you also support natural health and a higher level of living. That's amazing to me. I'm so, so glad that you're here. I will see you on the next episode.